So we're going to read from Hebrews 12, verses 1 to 3. God disciplines his sons. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who, for the joy set before him, endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Thank you, God, for your word. Math, is he around? I can't see him. There you are. Do you want to come up? I'll pray for you, Math. I too need glasses, clearly. <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> thank you. Father God, we thank you for your servant, Math, Lord. Thank you for bringing him safely back to us this morning, Lord. And we just thank you for the passion, Lord, that you've um, instilled within his heart um, to come and serve us here in Thornhill Church. We pray for him this morning, Lord, as your faithful servant. You'll fill him by your spirit, Lord, and help him to reveal your truths to us, Lord, this morning. And open our hearts, open our ears, open our minds, Lord, to receive and to be stirred by your spirit this morning, we pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Cheers. Thanks. Great. Brilliant. Well, it's lovely to see you guys. I've literally just got in about five minutes ago with Kelvin and Christine uh, from the, the prison, which is... If you've never been to a prison, in the, well, if you've never been to prison, that's a good thing, by the way. <laughs> but if you've never been on a Sunday, then uh, it, it's kind of just like having a church service in, the, in a prison, basically. They really, they want to be there. They're really respectful of people who go in there. They want to sing. They want to read. And they really enjoy it. So um, when, we were, when we used to go in Swansea, there was a guy there um, who said, oh, he was trying to teach them a few new songs. Uh, but sadly, uh, and in a good sense as well, a lot of the, the, the guys in there went, went to Sunday school. So a lot of them know some old songs, and, um, but he was trying to teach them some new songs. And, uh, <laughs> uh, but it was, it was like, almost like you could hear this in a, like an old traditional church. I was there, first time there, and the guy was like, oh yeah guys, we're going to do a few new songs today. And after the second song, there was a guy called Ricky from Merthyr. Well, I can remember because he didn't have any front teeth. And he just said, oh, mate, cut off all these new songs and let's sing some classics like Give Me Oil In My Lamp or something like that, shall we? So, <laughs> and then they all sing Give Me Oil In My Lamp then. And they were all happy. So, uh, so yeah, so it was great to, to, to do that this morning and, to, and to, but also to be with you guys as well. And also, I, I'm aware now with this, I've got the responsibility of blowing it out. We started out as one yesterday, and we forgot, and we were already down, down to day five. <laughs> so, uh, can, you, can you see it as well there? Can you see that? Can you see it too? If you see it, it's, all, it's your responsibility now. <laughs> when you need to, like, give me a thumb up, I'll, I'll just blow. Or I'll do a bit of, I'll do a bit of both. We'll try and work that out now. Yeah. All right, great. Brilliant. So, yeah, so we finished off the, the, the Hebrew series uh, which we've been going for the last few weeks. And uh, there's some great verses uh, here this morning. There is a, there's another chapter to Hebrews, uh, but next week we're starting our Christmas uh, series. So just encourage you to read that.
But just some great words. Uh, let me just share some thoughts on these. So it says here, and the, the verse is on the screen. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. I don't know about you, but when you read that, I'm almost like thinking, like, is this writer dyslexic or has he wrote the wrong word? Because he says cloud. Where for me, I'm like, surely that should be crowd. Why is he wrote cloud and not crowd? But he's talking about not just an earthly gathering. He's just talked about Hebrews 11, about the heroes of faith from Abraham, Moses, David, Enoch, all these people, uh, Rahab, all these people who had faith and are now in the heavenlies. And also the, all, it talk, the Bible talks about all the angels who 24-7 singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And so he's trying to just say, actually, it's not crowd. We're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. And they're not looking down on us like big brothers, if like they're just watching us, but like a great cloud of witnesses are worshiping Jesus. They've, be, they've gone before us, they're there right now, and a great cloud of witnesses there. But also today, we're a, we're a crowd of witnesses uh, here today. The reality is, uh, this baby was born over 2,000 years ago, and yet well, there's a crowd of us here today saying that this Jesus, this baby, is God. Like, that was 2,000 years ago. Like, I don't even sell, I can't even remember, like, 10 years ago or 20 years ago, but 2,000 years ago, and there's a crowd of us here today and throughout the UK, throughout the world, who are gathering today, a crowd of witnesses that are saying, that baby is God. That baby is the Messiah. That baby can forgive my sins because that baby came from God, lived, died, and rose again. And so it's a great cloud of witnesses in the heavenlies, but we're surrounded by a crowd of witnesses here today who would say that this Jesus is who he says he is. And John 20, 20 29, Jesus was talking to a guy who was known as Doubting Thomas who didn't believe in the resurrection. He's like, I saw Jesus get killed. Like, I don't believe he's alive. And then Jesus sees him as a, uh, in his ascended body, in his risen body. And he says to, to Thomas then, he says, uh, blessed, you, blessed are you because you have now seen, but blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And we are the people here today, Abraham, Moses, David, they, they didn't see the Messiah, but they believed. And now we are the ones on the opposite side where we've, we believe. We haven't seen Jesus, but we know he's real. We've experienced him in our heart, in our lives. He's speaking to us through his word, his kindness, answers to prayer. And so we, we are part now of this cloud and crowd of witnesses. And it says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. It talks about something that hinders but then sin that entangles. And just a question for you to think about, and maybe we will just pause and pray here, but like, like what is hindering you? Like, what's hindering you? It talk, it's, not, it's not talking about sin when it's talking about hindering, so don't think about sin right now, but like, what's hindering you? Like, what's stopping you? Or what's making following Jesus difficult in your life? Like, just what's hindering 
Like what's stopping you? What's stopping you growing to be more like Jesus or to follow him? Like what's, what's, what's just making it more difficult? What's on your life is just hindering you? Or what sin is entangling you? So for some of us, you might ah, oh, there's, no, there's no real visible sin in my life right now. But there might be something actually that this is hindering me. This is stopping me following. But, but for others, it's like this is a clear sin in my life. Like I know this is in my life. The Lord has convicted me of it. And I'm losing freedom and joy because of it. And, and just to say like it's entangling you. Like sin will choke you up. Like if we allow it in our lives to just say like it'll choke us up. So let me just pray for this. Father, if there's anything in our lives that is hindering us, will you make it clear to us right now in our hearts, Lord? And Lord, if there's any sin, specific sin in our lives that it is entangling us, maybe we're choosing to do, but we're being entangled about it, Please, Lord, set us free from that. Lord, help us maybe confide in someone today and say, I need help. But Lord, whatever's hindering or whatever's entangling us, Lord, bring it to the surface and help us. We ask for your help with it, but also help us if we need to do anything fit in our lives to do about it, Lord, help us do that. Amen, Lord. And then it says, and let us run with perseverance the, the race marked out, marked out for us. Last week, I love how Matt uh, shared with our guest speaker from Pompernay Church how he's experienced how maybe retired people now um, have more perseverance and passion in their race for Jesus, even though it's coming closer to the end. It's coming closer to the end, but their, their perseverance and passion is going closer to the end. And I, it just made me reflect like how grateful I am, um, and we all are, I believe, to be part of a church where it's quite difficult to say, or do we say senior people, older people? I'm just going to say retired people, okay? I don't mean to be offensive. I'm just going to say retired. But I'm so grateful for the retired people in this church, for like their faith, their example for their desire for Jesus, for their passion, um, for that. And I could pick many people, but is Dave Corrick here today? Oh, there he is, yeah. I'm just going pick to pick on you right now, Dave, okay? You didn't know about this. But let me just pick on Dave, because I know I can pick on him, so I can get it with you. But if you look at Dave, Dave, how long have you been married? I'll ask Anna. Anne, how long have you, <laughs> Anne, how long have you married? 51 years, so 51 years, Dave had his own business, successful business, two kids, how many grandkids, two grandkids, so long marriage, successful business, kids, grandkids, and if, and if you think, he wouldn't tell you this, right, but if you think, oh, actually, my life is like that, I bet he's the only person with a swimming pool in his back garden, okay? <laughs> Right? So from what the world looks like, you're like, this guy's had a long life. He's had everything in life that the world can offer and all these things. 
And yet Philippians 3, verse 8. I know this is, I, and I was speaking over this, over Dave's life, because I see it there, where it says, yeah, I consider everything a loss. I've got all of this. I've had it all. I've got it all. Yet I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. And that's for so many people here. The, the most excited I see with Dave is when someone maybe new comes to the Bible study or someone shares an interest in Jesus or he has that conversation. And he's like, Matt, I want to, I want to share with this with you because he knows he's got all of this and yet he knows he's going to be with Jesus and he wants as many people to go there with him as possible. So we, we honour you guys who are retired and who are running with perseverance marked out for us. We appreciate you and thank you for that. As, because you mark, uh, race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, the author and perfecter of our faith. And I heard someone uh, last week, they were, I was on, it was on BBC4, I think. I do, sometimes I listen to BBC Radio 4, just to have a bit of stillness in the car, I don't know, but I, I like just listening to people talk sometimes. Um, but, and then they were talking about how they love the author of a certain set of books. Is anyone here like, uh, in, like, like reading and you lo love a certain author? Any people really like a certain author? A few people? Where they write a certain, maybe it's crime books or, or fairy tale books or novel books, and they just love the author. They love, they love the way they write. They love their pattern, they love their storytelling. And this person was saying how they love the author of these certain set of, and Jesus, we believe that Jesus is not only the author of life, that he's the author of life, but he's also the author of, of almost the Bible that we have. John 1 says, in the beginning was the word, and the word is with God, and the word was God. So Jesus is, is not only the author of life, but he is the word of God. And we, we say that this is the word of God as well. So Jesus is the author and perfecter. And, and as elders, um, we want to help us, my, ourselves as elders, but also everyone, to just fall more in love with the author of life. That's what we want, isn't it? To fall more in love with the word of God. To fall more in love with the author of the Bible, and so um, we want to help you do that in the new year. Oh, is that going to click? Sorry, if you could click that on to the next slide, that'd be great. And this is how we're going to try and help you do that. So, so in the new year, we, we put out there we want to encourage people to read the Bible in the year, or or just have a go. Put your hands up if you've ever attempted to do the Bible in a year? Put your hands up if there's been times where you haven't completed doing the Bible in a year. <laughs> put your hands up if you have completed the Bible in a year. But put your hands up that because of the Bible in the, in the year, you actually read the Bible. Yeah, so even that's what we want to do, okay? We want to encourage people with reading uh, the Bible in the year with the intention of falling more in love with the author. That's what we want, no? We want to fall more in love 
with the author. And the material we're going to use is the alpha material. So even if you want to do it right now, you can, okay? This is dangerous for a preacher to say, get your phones out. But if you wanted to right now, there's Bible in the One Year app. So if you went on Google or iPhone or whatever, so you can get a specific app for it. That's what that one looks like. So it's specifically for that. Or if you have a Bible app on your phone already, I'm pretty certain it's going to be the the U version Bible. So it's probably that one. And so you can get this exact, so it's exactly the same on the U version. It's exactly the same pattern. So if you typed in uh, Bible in the year or Alpha Bible in the year or Nicky Gumbel Bible in the year, you can get it on the U version, okay? And so you don't need to do the app if you didn't want to. So layer two ones, so great apps. So I encourage everyone, if you've got a smartphone, uh, to do that, to have a go. We're also, uh, with Stu and Kath, uh, we're going to do. We're going to have a new group in the new year. At least one new group. So for people who are reading this, um, to meet once a week, and just to say, oh, like, what did you learn from the Old Testament reading? What did God speak to you through the Psalms this week? What did you find difficult when Jesus said this? So we're just going to have that once a week gathering because it is going to help us, help us fall more in love with the author, and just help us keep on doing it. Sometimes I've done this. And I've done it myself, and I haven't lasted that long. And so this is an intention to help. It's not a competition. Like if you miss a week or a few days, it's like, oh, you're not allowed back in. Like it's not that. Like this is just to encourage us. But also, and this is a genuine interest. This should be interesting. Um, and I know I've asked you to put your, hand, your hands up a few times, but I like the put your hands up game, okay? It's, I like it. It's helpful for me. Just put your hands up if you only read the Bible through an iPad or your phone. Is it a few people? So that's interesting to know. So it's just that. So that's good. And also that's good because you can increase the text. You can have audio, different versions. So that's good. Put your hands up if you only read the Bible through a physical Bible. Yeah? So quite a few. And put your hands up if you do a bit of both. Great. So you, you both people, I've just nailed you, okay? <laughs> because you just put your hands up. So I've nailed you. So... So this is exactly the same plan, okay? So Bible in the Year app, you version, exactly the same plan. These Bibles, exactly the same plan, okay? So it's all the same. So we all do it together. It's all the same. This one is like kind of, it sounds a bit graphic, but I kind of call it the bathroom Bible because it's quite simple. And uh, if I forget to do it or it's helpful, then it just lives in the bathroom. It's just... Um, an easy one, and it's just got, got the, there's nothing else with it apart from the text. And I, I'm a bit gutted because a lot of you know the price here now, no. But if I say, like, uh, how much it is, just pretend you don't know. So this is, this is, if you went online now, this is £12. But, Kath, guess how much it is here today? Six. Six. <laughs> Not even six. Five pounds, okay? So five quid. Hi right, guys, five quid, but there's only, actually, Tony, there's, we've already sold two, is it? So we just sold two, uh, so t- two already gone, so there's only about eight left. Five quid, okay? So grab one of these. If you mainly do um, on, your, on your app, then this is a good one to go with that, okay? So uh, grab one of them today. Oh, she's going now. <laughs> there's only seven left, guys, seven left, okay? So that's that one. So that's five quid. And if we need to buy more, we can buy more. This one is 
Does any people here like writing on the Bible or highlighting or writing um, notes and things like that? So this is basically called a wide margin Bible because it's got wide margins, basically. You never guess that. So a journaling Bible. And so it's got space for you to underline, for you to write. Again, it's exactly the same plan, okay? Exactly the same plan. Uh, but it's just really helpful. This is the one I tend to use and to write uh, on that side. So I'll probably get this one. Online, this is 22 quid. Joe Khan, how much do you reckon we're doing it for today? FK17 for you and everyone else, 15 quid, okay? <laughs> 15 quid, guys. We've got 20 of these, 15 quid, and so just encourage you to go and grab one of them. If you prefer writing, this is probably the one I would go for because I quite like the writing. And then, final one. I think we've already sold four of these, and that was just to the nursery gang as well, so that's great. So this is, with the Bible in the year, this is great because uh, Nicky Gumble and his wife they do what's called a commentary. So they share their thoughts. Uh, they, they, they effectively give comments on the things that they read. And you can listen to us through the audio or it's written. So again, go for the app. But basically, this is the Bible with all the commentary in it. So it's exactly, exactly, exactly the same um, readings. So you've got one Old Testament, one New Testament, and a Psalm or Proverb. So three chapters it could take you five minutes, it could take you an hour. It depends on how much you want to read and pray and think. But this is not a lot of reading. But they've got, they've got comments on every, on every part. So this is more like a study Bible. So if you want, if you want answers or if, you want, if, you, if it's helpful for you for someone to trigger thoughts or encouragements or prayer for these days. So, so that's there as well. There's 20 of them. Some of you got Amazon Prime. You're thinking, I'm going to go on Amazon Prime. Jeff, have you got Amazon Prime? No. Right, Jeff, let's pretend you've got Amazon Prime, okay? <laughs> Jeff is thinking, right, I want to save up a bit of money. 33 quid on, on Amazon Prime, okay, Jeff? You get it tomorrow. That's pretty good. But how much will you get it today, Jeff? Have a guess. 30. 30. For you, Jeff, 25 quid today, okay? <laughs> 25 quid. So, have I, so guys, five... 15.25. So download the app, okay, guys? Either both of them. And just an encouragement to buy, buy these. It's not, a, it's not going to be a competition. If you, if you start and, you, and in February you find out you're not going to carry on, no one's going to chase you up on it. The intention is to fall more in love with the author, isn't it? That's what we want to do, is fall more in love with the author. And reading, because we believe that the Word of God is real, it's alive, and this speaks of Jesus, and this is of Jesus, then we'll do all that we can to encourage each other to fall more in love with the author. So please, after the service, we're going to be start selling it, and they're going to go like hot cakes. Suki, they're going to go like hot cakes? Definitely, okay? So that's great. Brilliant. Let me just go back, back to this. You knew I was going to plug it somehow, didn't you? You knew I was going to do it somehow. And then it goes, so it talks about the author and perfecter of life. But then read this part of the middle. It says, because I, I had to read this again. Like, Jordan, you, you saw a great cloud of witnesses. I'm like, has he wrote something different? Is that, is that wrong? Did he make crowd? And again, it says here, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Like, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. And again, I just read that and think, has he wrote the wrong? 
Have they wrote the wrong word? Like, I can understand the joy set beyond him when he's thinking of eternity, when he's thinking of no more pain, no more suffering, when he's thinking of the resurrection. I can understand that. Like, to, to handle the cross, the joy set beyond him. But it says that for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. And so, like, my question is, like, what joy did Jesus have before the cross? Like, what joy was he talking about? What joy did Jesus have before the cross? And the simple answer is, the joy Jesus had before the cross was people. That was it. People. Broken people. Messed up people. People, needy people, his followers, even though they must have done his head in with the questions, with the arguments, with the things that they, they talked about, but they brought him joy. And could it be that the joy set before him? Could it be that 2,000 years ago, almost a few weeks before the cross, like, could it be that he was thinking about Susan? Like, could it be? Could it be that he had in mind what Dave and Helen are going through right now with cancer? Like, could that be? Like, could it be? Could it be when Edna got baptised at the age of 90? Like, could that be? And the joy set before him. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. I just want to ask you a question, like, what's your cross right now in your life? Because like let's not let's not like glamorize the cross in the sense of like Jesus' cross was amazing, like it was beautiful, it was wonderful. In some sense it was because we know the resurrection, don't we? But like the Roman cross like was not a good thing. Like it wasn't a pretty thing, it wasn't a cool thing, it wasn't a good luck thing, like it was a horrific thing. And so like what's your cross right now in your life? Like what is your cross? Like maybe it's illness. Maybe it's depression, like, or maybe it's loneliness. Like, what's your cross? We've all got crosses. And so, like, what is your cross? And that is your cross. But it says here, the one before that, it said, but fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of life, for the joy set before him he endured the cross. And it's almost like if you see these big words of Jesus behind us right now, sometimes if we're before us, we see, all we see is the cross. And maybe the cross in your life right now, like that's all you can see. Like that's all that's in front of you. And, and it's like there, like you can't even see it. Like it's just in front of you. So the cross is in your life right now. And that's all you can see. And it's overwhelming. So it's almost like the shadow of the cross. You can't see anything else. And yet because of the resurrection, like we can look at Jesus beyond the cross. We can look at the resurrection beyond the cross. We can look at eternity with God beyond the cross. And when we look at beyond the cross, it says we can experience joy before the cross. And we can experience joy now in the suffering, in the loneliness, in the depression. Somehow we can experience joy. 
because he did it for us. The one who bore our shame, the one who bore our sin. He didn't think beyond. He, he, didn't come to, he didn't come as a baby. All those years ago and think, oh, I just can't wait to get this over and done with. Or he didn't like kind of like when every conversation wasn't like, oh, can we just stop talking about it? I just want to think about heaven. Like he, the joy you set before him was the people, was me and you, was the situation. And he experienced joy. Even though the cross was there, he knew the cross was coming. And then he says, and scorning its shame, he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Actually, I just remembered. Oh, yeah. Oh, what day are we on? Third. Oh, i got one more day. <laughs> he sat down at the right hand before the throne of God. And when I read this story, when I read that, it made me think of Mary and Martha. There's a story in Luke 10 about two sisters, Mary and Martha. And Jesus comes to their house. He comes to their house. And Martha is thinking, like, our house is a state. Like, we've got to clean it. We've got to cook these guys some food. We've got to tidy everything up. She's busy. Martha's being really busy with, for Jesus. And then you just read, like, Mary just sitting at his feet. She's just sitting at his feet. Like, this is a rabbi, a teacher. Like her friend, she just wants to sit at his feet and learn and listen and just be in, enjoy the company of Jesus. And so you hear of Mary sitting at her feet, loving her rabbi. But then not long after that, she would have been sitting at his feet again. And when she was sitting at his feet again, it was from the blood dripping down the cross. Like it's over. The one who she had in her house, like drinking tea, enjoying, like now he's dead on the cross. And she's sitting at his feet. And it's all over. Maybe like all the other disciples, she's thinking they followed the wrong guy. They believed in the wrong guy. They trusted the wrong guy because he's now dead. And so she sat at the feet. And then. A few days later, they go to pay their respects. But then the resurrection changes everything. And I wonder if right in this very moment, right now, where before, in her house, she was sat in her house with her rabbi, to then she was sat at the feet of her killed friend who she thought was the saviour. I wonder if right now, if she's sitting by the right, and below the right hand of God, where Jesus is on the throne, and she is just sitting up, and just worshipping him. Like Mary is there, she's worshipping him. Even though she had those two experiences, now he is there because he is the right hand of God. He has sat down, and she gets to sit at his feet, and just
sat down with Jesus, being him being sat down at the right hand of God, singing to his Saviour. And the final verse, great line, it just says, consider him. Like with all this, with Hebrews talking about like you were Jews, you give up everything to follow this Jesus, and now you want to go back to the uh, the law and walk away, or like you've given all this up for your family, like you've trusted Jesus, you've gone to prison, you've been beaten, and now we're having doubts, or yeah, you've got, got caught up with the world or with life or with work and promises and all these things, and you kind of going after that and say Jesus. And the Hebrew writer finishes it off and just says, consider him. With all this, consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. If you're in a weary or a place where your heart is low right now, just consider him. Consider him. Look at him. Like, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Like, consider him. Look at him. Like, what sin is stopping or anything hindering you coming to Jesus? Maybe you're not a Christian. Maybe you've never trusted him. Like, we'd love to pray for you to know what that means, like, to know what repentance looked like, to know what baptism means, like, we'd love to pray for you, like, fall in love with the author, like, a great way to start the new year is to to do a Bible in the year, and a great present, like, let's fall in love with the author, download the app for us to fall in love with the author, and run with endurance, don't focus on your cross, fix your eyes upon Jesus, because he's beyond it and he can give you joy now before it. The band are going to come up after this song, but listen to this video and this song as we turn our eyes on Jesus. And maybe just use this as an opportunity for yourself to pray and ponder. And maybe think of Mary. Think of Mary right now and just think of yourself sitting at the feet of Jesus, whether you want to just sit or whether you want to hold your hands up or whether you want to kneel, just can have that posture of Mary of sitting at Jesus as we listen to this song. <laughs> 